Hey yo, hey guys, uh, welcome to the podcast. It's Justin here. I'm here with my bud Colin. How are you doing, man? Good, thanks for having me. Um, Colin runs a few Instagram accounts in particular uh, where you'd know him from. Uh, Powers 4x4, formerly Overland, Overland, Iowa. Overland, Iowa, and then Powers Media House. Yep. Um, you and I worked together on this trip a few, what, a year and a half ago now? A year, yeah, a little probably a some, little over a year, yeah. And you have, tell me what you drive. This is, <laughs> this is how people know you. I was waiting for you to say, you have a cool Jeep. But, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, no, I have a Toyota 4Runner 2016 TRD uh, that's been modified through, a little bit through the previous owner and a lot through myself. Um, so it's kind of, Kind of my adventure mobile. I had a Ford Explorer before that, and found that I, I really found that it limited my <laughs> what I wanted to do. Like I, there was a lot of things I wanted to take pictures of that seemed just out of reach because yeah. I didn't trust the capability of my vehicle. So that was really what got me into that. I'm not like a big car guy uh, or anything, though now it might seem like that. But I, I, I just really I had a need. To, get to go those further, hard to reach places. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Exactly. And so that was the the solution that I came up with was to to buy a vehicle that's total overkill for the state of Iowa. Oh yeah, the mall crawler. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of my favorite things about you having the the vehicles you do is you're insanely generous. I mean, like we started, we had talked about I was going to go down to the southwest. And if I remember right, you like volunteered, like, why well, don't I just drive? <laughs> and I was like, well, I still need to fly down there, but you volunteered to go with me and drive me to all these places. And it ended up that like, we got to do some things that I just, well, I went this last year and I couldn't do the same things because yep. I was renting like a, a Chevy Malibu with exactly <laughs> the same car I have at home. Yeah. Uh, and I bottomed it out. That does <laughs> good. Well, good for you for still pushing it yeah. to its limits. Uh, no, that does sound right because I honestly I love traveling. I love driving places, uh, and and sometimes that is it. You just need a reason to go someplace. Yeah. Um, and it was it was a great opportunity. It was a double edged or not double edged sword. That's the exact opposite of what I'm trying to say. It was a, it was a, it was a, it benefited me on a couple of levels too because I, I do like to take my vehicle out. I do need to shoot content of my vehicle for that page, so I can't just always do that in Iowa. I need to go places to do that, but also to go. I mean, I could shoot with you in Des Moines probably if I just told you I'd love to tag along on a shoot, but this was a totally different experience of something. Dude, we went everywhere. Yeah, and to meet up with, I mean, we met up with a half a dozen couples, I, I feel like, <laughs> and shot in some super cool places that that you could easily visit if you just wanted to, but then to have like the, the really cool portraits that you got, and I even got some yeah. uh, from that. I was, love the stuff cool. you shot of me shooting yeah. other people. And that's what I, I honestly love. <laughs> Behind the scenes stuff is what I love to do yeah. because I'm not I'm not good at posing people. I'm not I'm not the like outgoing personality that you are. If I can be laying in the weeds and just shooting stuff, yeah. I'll, you still get the really cool content of whatever location, whatever shoots going on. Yeah. Um, but it, I honestly, I love behind the scenes stuff. That so that worked out perfectly. Um, we're we're gonna like dive into the normal questions, but let's reminisce. So <laughs> yes. I flew in. You okay? So you went with Mark, and I just finished a podcast with Mark. Yeah. You and Mark went down through Moab. Yep. Yeah. We stayed. We camped out in. 
I can't remember where we stayed in Colorado, but then the next day we made it to uh, Moab and camped outside of Canyonlands National Park on a cliff, like literally on the on edge a of cliff, a cliff. Yeah. Mark actually moved his tent back because he he's just, just afraid. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. afraid that he might roll, roll over in his sleep and roll <laughs> off the cliff. He was way too close to the edge for sure. Yeah. But it looked cool in photos, so that's why we posted up there. But yeah. no, it was super photogenic, and I mean, it was windy and miserable, but is a it's a character builder of a camping <laughs> night that's for sure and then and then we went to i met you guys in phoenix so i yep. went to phoenix and we left mark there yep and, and he did some shooting down there while we went and so where did you and we I went to my parents house after that so didn't yeah we? first and, we did palm springs yep we didn't shoot anything there but we just no nope, we drove just through yep we stayed there one night and then we went to la or did we do sedona first no yeah we did sedona no, maybe we did Sedona last. I don't remember. I don't well, even. We did Sedona, and the okay. So in Sedona, we got there early, so we were driving around in the afternoon, and you were like, "Hey, let's go to this trail." Okay, I I literally have never. I don't even know what off roading is supposed to be like. Yeah. I assumed it was more like driving in a dune buggy, like just yeah. really fast. That's what a lot of people think. Is my parents thought I was driving really fast. I'm like, no, Correct. you drive really slowly okay. over big things. So let me let me explain my experience because I. If you're listening to this because you know Colin, you'll understand how much of a novice I am. But we were in just in Sedona, in the town, and we just went to the edge of this road. Yeah. And then there was just a five-foot-tall rock to the right of us. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, we can't go any further. And you're like, no, this is the trail. And you just turned and drove up the rock. Yeah. It was right. Like It's, a, <laughs> it's like a dead-end road. It was- and it says four-wheel drive vehicles only beyond this point and that's a great way to start a trail because literally nobody else can just drive up that yeah if you there's literally no way we could have done it if we didn't have uh, yeah yeah an off-road vehicle and then we ended up going to the spot where okay we were at sedona i think on a saturday where it's like the busiest time to be there everyone's there the weather was perfect yeah it was real nice and the only way to get away from everybody was to have a vehicle where we literally could go where no one else could go So we ended up finding a spot, and then that night we shot with Jack and Carrie. Yep. And um, we shot a little bit, and then we're like, hey, we found this spot yeah. earlier. <laughs> and I didn't realize it, but Jack has a Tundra. I think he, I couldn't remember, a Tacoma or a Tundra, he, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tacoma. And he like had been eyeing a forerunner, and so <laughs> yeah. this whole time we were doing stuff, and he this, the whole time he was just beaming because yeah like, this is incredible he was in the back seat just enjoying himself and i was like well i gotta take some pictures of my forerunner do you want to drive it down <laughs> yes. like it's called yeah. like the devil's staircase or something like it was the steepest most and dangerous it, part but i was like well that's where the good photos are going to be so i'm going to jump out even though you were shooting photos too <laughs> but it's like and he got to yeah he, he got drove down and the funny part is the pictures don't even do it i mean it's a it's a 50 degree angle it's straight steepish. down it's so steep yeah, <laughs> yeah you can say shit. I, I was okay. gonna say i almost swore and i was <laughs> yeah. like wait i don't know what kind we'll of we'll have podcast. to label this one as explicit <laughs> yeah. Colin, but that's okay um and so, then they they actually enjoyed that so much you actually took a photo of them an engagement photo with my forerunner <laughs> and a beautiful sedona setting like Correct. it's an awesome shot and it's the only it's the only engagement portrait my forerunner's been in but. yeah <laughs> because we can't it doesn't have any hands for you to hold it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We might get one of you kissing it someday. Yeah. I could do it. So that was one day. Then we like literally drove. We left as soon as it got dark and drove through That's the night right. to your dad's. That's what it was. Yep. Or yep. Your mom's. My mom and my stepdad. And then you. we went to LA the next day. Yep. Because we just kissed the top of LA that time, right? Because we no 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 we did. Is that where we no? Then we met went met your buddy, we wasn't went to it? Rob's, yeah. And then we went to so we Korean go to Rob's, barbecue. 
Korean barbecue, obviously, if you know yeah. me, it's Korean barbecue. <laughs> well, then, okay, so the next day we shot. Then we picked in those Malibu. people up at the hotel, right? Yeah, we and shot that, in Malibu yeah. and then up to San Luis Obispo. Yeah. And then worked our way back down the coast. That was an epic day. Which was that was like so much driving. A like eucalyptus li- forest. Like, and what we made the analogy to on that day was we basically woke up in Des Moines, drove to Ames, picked someone up at their hotel, drove them to Minneapolis, <laughs> shot photos, drove them back to their hotel in Ames, and then went home. And then, no, then well, we then drove then like we two drove, or three hours. Yeah, then we drove two or three hours to get north of LA. <laughs> And then the next day... You would never do that if you weren't in like someplace beautiful like the... Correct. Like, the next day we met up with Michael and Emily, but they were in Sequoia. That's right. And the night before, <laughs> it had snowed five feet. Yep. So we were like on the ocean and it's 70 yep. to 80 degrees. And then the next day it's 25 to 50 degrees with five feet of snow. Fresh snow. And we like literally couldn't walk through the snow because it was so deep. We literally couldn't drive into the park because we didn't have chains oh, on so my- we put chains on- Yes, yeah, so we had to go buy chains. Chain. Yeah, you so were I have, so mad. I have mud train tires. Day. I have the most aggressive off-road tires that you can buy for, and <laughs> that anyone would use on the street, not the most you can buy, but like no one would drive, have better tires. <laughs> And so we, for, we had to buy the chains yeah. and then there was no one there to check it. Yeah. You were so mad. And there's like these, <laughs> these same people in minivans have chains. I'm like, this is so stupid. I have to have the same equipment as this stupid minivan that's next to us. Who's probably going to get stuck anyways. Uh, and then we pulled, the, there was that monster truck, that guy had that huge Chevy truck and he was stuck in the snow and I pulled you, up with my little, my Ford looks so tiny next to him. And you winch and you yeah. got him out of there. And I was like, make sure you take a picture of this, Justin. This <laughs> yeah, is I good. did. I did. Of you winching another. This giant truck out of the out snow. Truck. That was great. That was, that was just such a funny thing because I, you know, it's like, it's only in California that you can be in <laughs> right. five feet of snow and on the ocean in 70 degrees. Yep. Not only, there's a lot of places you can do it. Yeah. But in these That's the best place in the United trees, States, though, yeah. super tall trees. So, yeah. That was, uh, that was kind of how we became friends uh, yeah. more so. And Force interaction for, <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> 24 hours a day for a week. And uh, I would say that it's fair to say you're a little bit more introverted than I am. Yeah. Most people are. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so it was, it was fun. Um, I'm used to driving and running things and controlling things. And it was actually a really fun trip for me because I didn't drive at any <laughs> <Yeah>. point. <laughs> yeah. I love driving. And I have no, that is where I, I certainly take control of like, I will drive everywhere. I'll drive the whole time. If some, for some reason I get tired, I might let you drive, but I probably won't get probably that won't. tired. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. Uh, let me tell you one, one nuance about Colin that maybe you don't know. Um, one of my favorite parts is Colin only eats inside at restaurants, <laughs> but he eats faster than if you were to eat at, in your car going through the drive-thru, which honestly, I thought it was really refreshing. I have two kids, and if we went inside to eat, that would be miserable because it just would slow the whole yeah. process down. And I, we would order, we'd sit down, and I'd like, oh, I'm gonna run and use the bathroom, and I'd come back and you'd be like, you ready? <laughs> which was amazing, so I feel like, uh, I feel like you were, you and I were, were, were pretty travel compatible, yeah. which I think you'd be with most people. Plus, then you could take your food back to the car and you could do your fast food food reviews <laughs> while we're driving. So Maybe it worked out, worked out well. So, okay, well, let's, <laughs> let's actually talk some photography uh, here. I appreciate you going down memory lane with me. But yeah. um, I, I have a question for you that I've been asking everybody on the interview portion is like, how did you get into photography? So I actually, my brother Evan was always the photographer of the family when when we would have to set up any type of 
family photo or mom would say like, we need a picture of like, go get the picture of the dog doing that. He was always the guy. Like I was never the guy for that. I went to college on an art scholarship. Like he was always the creative one. Um, but then when, while I was in college, like I would get those disposable cameras and I mean, I would go through one of those every week and then just turn it in to the Target or Walmart and they'd give me back 10 photos that weren't just like white blobs from being completely blown out. I understood nothing about photography at all. So when I would get my photos back, I would have, like I would learn nothing from them because I didn't remember what I did in each instance there. So yeah. I was terrible at photography for a long time. Um, and some would say I still am, but, uh, <laughs> but no, but I, I learned a lot. Finally, a friend of mine got me a digital camera as a birthday present. Uh, and so oh, I started friends, a friend gave you a yeah. camera. And this, I mean, it was a little point and shoot one, but back okay. then, I mean, still like that was 15 more or more years ago. Like they probably yeah. weren't that cheap back then. Huh. Uh, and so, yeah, like that was, that at least gave me an opportunity to learn what I was doing wrong in a As photo because in the moment yeah because you have that immediate yeah, <laughs> yeah so so that definitely helped me but I I kind of I kind of still didn't really get into it I certainly never tried to teach myself much of anything other than like how to make the photo just turn out like that's all I wanted uh and I wasn't into like composition or anything like I was literally taking pictures of my friends and I doing stuff okay. like that was it um and so that kind of Gosh, I don't even remember what year it was, but my buddy Mike, who lives in Milwaukee, uh, had an old like T2i and was getting rid of it. And he's like, I don't know, like 400 bucks. And he had a couple lenses and a couple lenses that didn't even fit on there that he told me would help me out a lot. <laughs> he's kind of an asshole, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but the best thing he did for me though was he he gave me that camera. I bought it. I was at his house one weekend, and so we were at his at his house shooting stuff, and he was kind of just show me the ins and outs of like a, a DSLR that I had never touched before even. And he taught me how to use manual mode. And he's like, don't ever, don't ever put on automatic. Maybe like the AVTV, you can mix in that sometimes. But I literally have shot manual mode the entire time I've had a camera. And that was the greatest thing he could have ever done for me yeah. was teach me that. So I never had the crutch of auto okay. mode. Yeah. Like, and I, I didn't realize at the time how valuable that was. It saved me a ton of time. Because you're just you're throwing. You had in, to learn. The you had to learn. Yeah, I had yeah. to learn it. Uh, so that was that was super valuable to have him teach me that. And and then I never even, like I said, I never even tried auto because I was like, oh, I kind of I'm getting close enough on this. Like I, I'm learning, and that helped. So then, what like when was your first paid job? Do you think? Uh, gosh, do you remember what it was or anything? I do remember what it was. I don't remember when it was exactly. Um, but it was, I was working for my family's commercial construction company, which is Allied Construction based, they're a commercial drywall contractor based here in Des Moines, where that's where Evan works now. Um, and so they had just seen, like, I was taking tons of pictures of my dog. Like, then I started doing more like landscape stuff and I was doing like just some of the worst editing you've ever seen. Uh, and I mean, it was just brutal, but people, that's the thing is like, and I see this still with people who are new to photography today where I'm like, oh, I used to be you. Like I was, I was you at one time. That's terrible edit, but I get it. I get why you're doing that because you think it looks cool and your friends think it looks cool, which yeah. is the worst judge to have. Yeah. To have people who don't know what they're talking about encourage you, like does not help you at all. But I totally went through that. And this was a thing where I was taking these just regular pictures, nothing good, nothing terrible, but I was editing them in a way that was so dumb, but it was intriguing to other people the the common person 
And and so they were, somebody contacted me like, hey, I love the pictures that you take. Uh, we're having this event. It was the ACE Mentoring Program. I don't know if you, mm-hmm. yeah, if you, yeah. you knew of them through construction. And they were like, we need someone to shoot our event tonight. Like, are you busy? I was like, nah, absolutely not. So I show up there. So I'm shooting indoors. It's not well lit, but it's not, or it's not terribly lit, but it's not well lit either. And I don't think I even had a flash at that time. I did have like the 50 millimeter F1.8. So like, that was like my best low light. (laughs) But then I had, I was stuck at 50 millimeters for every single shot. And I, I would kill to see those photos. Now I'm sure they were just horrendous. Uh, But at the end of the night they said, Hey, uh, is a hundred dollars. Okay. I was like, uh, <laughs> sure. Like I was literally, I was not going to charge them anything for the stuff I was going to give them. And they, they were like, well, no, it's fine. Like we have a budget for this. We'll give you a hundred dollars. So then I talked to my lawyer or my buddy who's now my lawyer. And I was like, do I need like, should I be setting up like a business here if I'm getting paid for this? And he said, well, you probably need an LLC or something. If you think you're going to continue to get paid for this. So it was that one construction gig <laughs> turned into like me setting up an LLC. And then they send you like your little document that says, Hey, the state of Iowa Correct. thinks you have a business. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, well, shoot, I better make a Facebook page. And it really just like, it took <laughs> off from there. Like my Facebook page, all my friends were like, I can't believe you do this professionally. That's awesome. I was like, well, I got paid once so far. The rest of it's, do- it literally was dog pictures. Like it started off. My whole page was dog pictures. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But it's Lexi's a, she's a, she's photogenic. Yeah, she is. <laughs> um, well then, okay. Then fast forward to now, what does your business look like now? What it's, do you shoot mainly or what is your, yeah, it's, it's, I still, one of my biggest regrets of the five years or whatever that I've been doing this as my full-time job is that I never like picked a thing and like really <laughs> dove into it and tried to figure it out. Cause I always, I always thought in the beginning, Man, the more stuff you can do, the more like a realtor is going to hire you. And then family pictures, your friends are going to hire you for that. And then weddings, you can be good at weddings too. And it's like, you can be good at all of that stuff. You certainly can. But like somebody, some, I, man, I can't remember who, who I heard this from, but it was some, maybe an article that I read. And it's like, anybody, like somebody's going to come to you for a wedding and they want, they want to hire the best wedding photographer that they can afford to hire. They don't give two shits if you're good at real estate pictures. That doesn't, that that doesn't matter to yeah, them. Yeah. Like, they don't care. So, sorry, I swore again there. But, like, but it is one of those things where I kind of looked at, like, cast a broad net and just yeah. bring in all I'll the take fish. All the money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, but then you can charge the minimum price in all of those categories and yeah. you'll probably get work in all those categories. Mm-hmm. But if you can focus on what you're doing, then you can charge more for what you're doing and you can, and, and you can, you'll probably be putting out a better product because you get so much more practice doing that over time too. So I wish I had done that because I'm still casting a big net and, <laughs> and bringing in a, as many fish as I can, but it's uh, it's a real estate stuff um, is pretty decent. Um, Gosh, I have like of a wedding this year, so that's really fallen off. Like I went on a roller coaster of like I booked my first three weddings for five hundred dollars each. Then those came, and I was like, weddings suck. Five five hundred dollars is not like I'd pay someone eight hundred dollars to shoot this for me right now. But of course, I couldn't find any suckers to do a wedding for eight hundred dollars. Uh, and so it really that was one of those things where then I got turned off on weddings. Then I did. Then I some more of my friends got married, and those were fun. So I did some more. Then I got into video of weddings and did a few of those, and that was a fun year a couple of years ago. And now it's just kind of like, uh, 
my weekends are so hard to like plan out a year in advance yeah. like or two Tell years in advance it. like yeah yeah but like <laughs> but that's kind of something that you've become accustomed to because you do so many of them yeah. i would or at least you hopefully are becoming accustomed to that yeah. as just part of your that's just part of your schedule um so yeah weddings that have kind of gone by the wayside um Definitely family pictures every every year. I have the kind of a lot of the same families that I do photos for, uh, that I've been doing them for for a long time. You never um, talk about any of that stuff. I mean, the funny no, like, part is that like I don't the things that I know you do from social media yeah. is music videos for the Brazilian Twins, <laughs> yep. which that might have been something you did five years. No, ago. No, we still do those. Still yeah, we do. We shoot that uh, all the time. That's like my biggest. Iowa stuff. Wolf stuff with the barbers yep. with the guys at Loyal Sons. Yep. Um, and you're all over the place, yeah. right? Isn't that? It's I mean, funny. That's like, what like I didn't like. I was kind of working my way up from like what I've shot a lot of to like now. Yeah, like that is what I shoot like Brazilian twin stuff all the time. Like I have a shoot with them Friday and another one on Sunday. Like they're constantly creating content, but they're like me where we've shot tons and tons of stuff and they have a hard drive full of stuff and they just like everyone they're like okay we finally got around to doing this <laughs> and i'm the same way with like a lot of my personal projects from traveling and stuff it's like well here's a video from four years ago when i went to vietnam like i well, barely remember it you just as a person you travel everywhere all the time yeah and so like when you and i went together you said you didn't even like touch the files for three months <laughs> yeah. and i'm delivering the night of to yeah. most of my clients <laughs> yeah. so like that's just such a crazy world to be like yeah you are sitting on probably oh, yeah. right now you're sitting on the best images oh yeah that you've ever shot but you haven't even looked at it yeah yet. and i spend i mean i honestly just yesterday probably was going through some some old images from a trip like maybe not even a year ago but like months and months ago whereas i just got back from a different trip that i could have been looking at those but i was like oh but yeah, how cool this one was yeah, i forgot about go, like, yeah yeah should probably go address that yeah um <laughs> if you you know, maybe you've answered this in some sense, but do you have a signature or a style or a way that you approach photography that you feel? I mean, you do have one that's uniquely you. Are you able to describe that or put that into words? I'm not. I've kind of always, I've kind of always felt like I don't have a style, but I'm sure that's me looking at it from the inside. Yeah. Whereas people from the outside maybe can tell that, but like, well, yeah, you're, I mean, if you look at your stuff, it all looks the same. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you have a style, it's but because that's the way you see the world, you don't see it as your style. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I really couldn't describe it because I don't even really see it uh, myself, but I've always, I kind of had thought that I'd say like maybe two years ago or so I was really like, I need to really like just develop a style. Basically I need to develop something that, makes everything recognizable as my own like i mean and i can't seem to do it but that's but, but in my own head like so okay if you guys don't know colin in real life how tall are you six eight okay you're six eight played basketball in college yeah right? up in minnesota yep. so i i always feel like the crazy part about styles that we're like afraid to define it but the reality is that like you are an introvert you're really kind to your friends, but you're not like looking for new friends. Like you're not, you're not going up introducing <laughs> yourself to every other that's person. That's kind of true. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. So that comes through, I think in your work and your willingness to go anywhere to get a great shot. So with the Brazilian twins, you have shot tons of these amazing wide shots of them in abandoned buildings in Gary, yeah. like any place 
you will drive yeah. halfway across the United States <laughs> to shoot something crazy. Yeah. Um, and you love being in wide, whole spaces, even at personal sacrifice. Yeah. You, <laughs> yeah. Everything you do takes a personal it's sacrifice. Um, and that is your style. Yeah. Um, obviously you're seeing the world from at six, eight, not yeah. at like five, two, <laughs> you know, yeah. you are, I think you're really relational, but you're not trying to, um, uh, I, I don't like Laura Wills is a friend of mine here in town and she's just sure. hilarious and she just laughs. And in her photos, all of her couples are laughing the whole time yeah. because that's how she interacts with people. And I think that you're personal with people, but you're not like close and intimate, but that's not how you are. Yeah. It's true. As a, there's a chair in between us as we're doing this podcast because it's like that's to keep just, you from kissing me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just not how we like. It's not how you interact. And so you may. The thing is that you see the world a certain way, and it comes out in your photos. Yep. And it's hard to identify how you see the world because that's that's yep. like that. That you always thought that speck on your glasses was what was <laughs> right. how you saw the world because right, right. you always had your glasses on. Yep. That kind of that kind of mentality. No, it is funny along those lines. I used to be really into like abandoned buildings, like urban exploring and stuff. But honestly, my size was so like, it, it was such a hindrance to climbing into buildings. Cause a lot of them, it's like, Oh, if you go to the backside of this church in the Northeast corner, there's an old window out that you can lead you into the basement. I'm like, how do the, how are you people fitting in this window? This window is so small. You need, you need like a little, you need a little friend. Yeah. I seriously, yeah. Go, go lock, go lock the front door. Open. Yeah. But, uh, and, and like, I mean, tons of that stuff you're walking across like creaky old floors that is like, okay, the guys who weighed 150 pounds made it across this, but I weigh twice as much as, am I going to be the one who falls through this floor so, the first time? Like, to put this in context, last year, uh, there was a buddy of yours that played basketball who retired and he had a oh, yeah. party in Des Moines and Russell Westbrook came <laughs> yeah. into town and when Colin and his brother stood next, there's a picture of you guys with Russell Westbrook yeah. and Russell Westbrook looked teeny compared yeah. to you. So if that, if that gives you, if you're listening to this and you don't know Colin, yeah. uh, you know, he makes, he makes a professional basketball player, player yeah. look little. Uh, so yeah, that's fair. No, that was, a, that was a good crowd to hang out with. You blend, you feel more yeah. normal when everybody's there for an NBA retirement party. Oh, it's awesome. That's great. So, okay. Technically, what are you shooting on now? What does that look like for you? So I am all Sony now. Yeah, you got I've, rid of all the Canon stuff, I right? did. I finally sold all that. It took me a while to kind of get rid of everything. I have one Tamron, the 150 to 600 uh, that I'm trying to get rid of. But I have the the uh, adapter for that, so I still can use it on okay. my Sony stuff. But I've got the, the A7R2 was the first Sony camera that I bought. And I still use that a lot for my photos just because it's super, super large files. Um, and then I have the a7 III, which is kind of the one I use more than the, than the R2, just because it doesn't have a battery grip on it, so it's a little bit smaller. Uh, I use it a lot for video, but then a lot of times I'll just, whatever I'm shooting, I'll just switch over and take a few stills, because that's kind of how, maybe if I'm shooting like a, a music video for the Brazilian Twins or somebody else, I'm not switching back and forth. Like, we'll, if we need stills from whatever the shoot is, either we'll just have a separate camera for that or even bring somebody else in to shoot yeah. that. Um, but like at a lot of other things, especially if I'm traveling or doing any type of 
event, like if we're doing like the wolves things that we've been doing, uh, I'll be switching back and forth between video and stills, which can be super annoying, but carrying another camera around can be super annoying. So it's kind of like pick your poison. Like, do you want to lug around another camera or not? Um, so I, I use the a seven three a ton. Um, and I don't know, I've kind of really, I've really like, I had a bunch of Canon lenses back when I had my Canon camera and now I've like really like my bag has gotten smaller, which is exactly what you've done. I know we talked yeah. about this on our, that long trip. Cause you just like, you just know what works, you know, you know what setting you're going into, you know, which lens is what you're going to need. Yeah. And that's what you take. Whereas like, I'm kind of working my way that way I've found and probably getting rid of all my gear helped cause I had, I just had all that stuff. So it's like, well, I better take all of these cause you yeah. never know when you'll need your 70 to 200 and you never know when you need your 16 millimeter wide. And it's like, I'm probably not going to use either of them. Like what's and the point of taking them? Sometimes when you don't have it, it just forces you to see the world. It's true. Yeah. And especially for something like engagement photos where I'm kind of writing the story. Yeah. If I only have a 35, then I only have a 35. Yeah. Where on the other hand, if you walk into something where your client has these really crazy expectations on you, yeah. you're like, well, I need to have all the tools I would yeah. need. So it kind of depends on yeah. what job you're going to. Oh. For me. Yeah. The last, the last one they had that was terrible like that was, my buddy's uh, stand-up paddleboard. We were shooting a video for him to hopefully he'll. It's an application for Shark Tank. I'm not sure I'm supposed to talk about that, but I think it's. <laughs> I think it's fine at this point. Oops. But anyways, uh, I took because I did not know he's he's got this booth that he sets up at trade shows and stuff. He's like, I set it up in my shop. Uh, there's no there's no natural light that we can get in from there though, but we have like overhead lights. I'm like, yeah, what does like a warehouse overhead light gonna look like in a video? <laughs> so I brought every light that I had. I borrowed lights from people just because I was like, I have no idea what I'm going into. <laughs> Took every honestly every piece of camera equipment that I thought I might use, and I used like 20% of it at the most. Yeah. And it was drove it all the way up to Minneapolis. I mean, it was a huge pain, but I had no idea what I was getting yeah. into. Like, just no clue. So. It was one of those things that it was annoying, but I was prepared. Like I had everything. <laughs> I just had way too much. But oh yeah, I mean that's the way it works. I feel like uh, sometimes the client wants you to show up with a huge grip truck. <laughs> that's true. Even if nobody touches yeah. it, because they want to justify that price yeah. point. Or, you know yeah. what I mean? I did used. To, I used to bring extra stuff just, and I'd like put the, put like my seventy two hundred on a camera body. I'm like, well, I don't need that, but there it is sitting on the yeah, counter. Right, right. So check out that. That looks impressive, I, right? Dude, <laughs> I shot a buddy's wedding, and his uncle showed up with three Leicas, oh, wearing Jesus wearing them. Oh my and god! And I was like, I think I felt a little bit threatened, and then now I'm at a point where it's like, you know what? I don't have enough back to yeah. carry all that crap all no the kidding. time. Like oh. I, they, I kind of laugh because at that point they they hired me. Yeah. So yeah. if I can get what I want, I kind of want the the smallest setup now where I used to feel like, I think especially when you're young and you're threatened by it, you're like, For I sure. need the battery grip, I need the 7200 yeah. with the flash to look like I'm the yeah. most pro. Um, so hopefully at some point you develop a reputation big enough that. True. And then maybe, whatever. and hopefully, but I don't know if people, people who aren't familiar with the business would not be as impressed probably but if you the less gear you show up with just means you really really know what you're doing in theory it should it, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's true or, it doesn't all or this is going very poorly <laughs> it's true it could go either way but <laughs> yeah and it's one thing for you you're always taking your car so in theory i take a ton of stuff you with can me, have everything yeah. you need i have one client that i go out to twice a year in new york and i have to bring a full lighting setup and i don't want to pay right to ship 
a bunch of lighting. I'll stuff. drive out there yeah, next I time. Know, <laughs> I need that. I've never been able to I, shoot I just, with him with all this stuff. Yeah, so that'd be amazing. But seriously, let me know when you're okay, going out there. Yeah, I, I have some friends who just moved out there, so I would need to go out and visit him. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> well, I think that um, this is going to wrap up the interview portion, and then we're going to dive in kind of to the topical. So uh, check out Colin's stuff, and then stay tuned for part two. Sweet.